Ah, mmm. The first taste of rare bourbon you finally got your hands on. That's nice. At Caskers.com, we make this experience easy. Caskers is a one-stop spirit curator with an impressive selection of exclusive sought-after rare and household names in the realm of premium spirits and champagne. Discover the top flavors of the year now by going to Caskers.com and using code WELCOME10 for $10 off your first purchase. Get $10 off your first purchase with code WELCOME10 at Caskers.com. This is Good Morning Liberty. Well, what is up, all of our Liberty-loving friends? This is another fantastic episode of Good Morning Liberty. My name is Nathaniel Paul Thurston, and across from me is Mr. Slim Shady, Charles Chunk Thompson. How's it going today, Chuck? Yo, dog. What's up, man? <laughs> I not know what you were going to do with this, but you're going for it, huh? Yeah. So, because we didn't dress up for Halloween... Well, I did. Charlie did. He has a hoodie on. And Speak he put for his, yourself. He put his hood up, and so now... He's Slim Charlie. He's Chuck Shady. I like Chuck Shady. It's pretty good. Yeah. The, <laughs> the real Chuck Shady. Okay. Bitch. Um, it's, it's, <laughs> I guess this isn't for the radio today, so that's fine. I'll just have to remember it for later on. What's up? This is Good Morning Liberty. We talk about life, liberty, and the pursuit of meaning every single day of the week when we want to. Are you excited about today's show, Charlie? I just want to say happy Halloween to all the the real ones out there. What's uh I want to hear what everyone's costumes are. What did what did you guys go as for your parties over the weekend or what are you doing tonight or what are your kids doing if you're if you got kids and you're not dressing up but they are, you know, what's the what's the plan? We'll have a costume contest throughout the show <laughs> and we'll see who wins. Unfortunately, we can't post out Charlie's cuz it's on his phone, which is recording video right now. Uh, but his was pretty good. You mm. did. You did pretty well. I think your your accompaniment probably made it. You know. Yeah, you're welcome. Yeah, <laughs> good. But um, let's. Uh, we were trying yeah. to think of something scary to talk about for Halloween, and and really all we came up with today was the national debt clock, uh, which just keeps on going, and uh, it's it's not good. I think it is about the scariest thing imaginable that that we could be talking about. Pretty scary, dog. <laughs> You're going to do that. Well, I got to tell, tell you something to start off this show. Yeah. My knees are weak. <laughs> okay. Yeah. I got you. And my palms are sweaty. Mine too. For this scary. My palms are sweaty from the awkwardness <laughs> right now. From this scary yeah. debt clock. This is the scariest environment imaginable. Mm hmm. Yeah. Economically. <laughs> you know, we in all, in all seriousness, we were talking the other day with a friend about how. Economics is literally the number one killer of human beings. Bad economics. It is. Throughout history, it has been. And you see, because this friend was bringing up a point where they're blaming COVID for like the wars going on. Mm. Who's br who's blaming COVID? Well, but what he meant by that is that, you know, we had the, the economic shutdown, which led to people being poor, inflation's high. So tensions are rising and people are now going to war mm -hmm. because of people are getting poorer and, and people are acting out. I got you. Which leads into the conversation of bad economics, like shutting the economy down, um, leads to death and destruction. And it has for all of human history. It's killed probably close to a billion people. Mm -hmm. Bad economics, or I guess you could put it as uh, people trying to control the means of production, goods and services, uh, pricing, 
supply and demand, things like that. So yeah, bad economics, mm -hmm. uh, which is you got your strong man dictator comes in, thinks he can do a better job than the market. They can't. Uh, we got $33.6 trillion in national debt. Debt per citizen is $100,000, $100,297. Debt per taxpayer is $259,000. over a quarter mil now. It just keeps going up. No matter mm -hmm. how much you pay in every year, you're just not paying down that debt. Yeah. Because the U.S. government just keeps spending more and more. Like $6.1 trillion in spending and uh, $4.4 .4 trillion in tax revenue. Those are backwards. Mm. Just in case you were wondering. If, if anything, they should, be, they should be the other way around. Revenue yeah. per citizen... $13,226 per citizen. That's not even per taxpayer. I don't know how they're calculating that. Uh, but revenue per citizen, ugh, terrible. Okay, well, that's the debt clock. We're going to keep it going in the corner of the screen. We were talking about how scary it is for us to uh, finance, to finance this debt, to keep it going. We got to keep selling bonds. And when we sell the bonds, a lot of the other bonds are coming due. I saw earlier a, a stat that in the next few years, 17 trillion of it's coming due. And yet we've still given over uh, $500 billion to charity. That's quite a bit. Isn't that insane? $548 billion in charitable donations. Even I mean, after being fleeced. I don't know how they calculate this. Though. It's not exactly as if they get a real-time measurement of how many charitable donations are coming in, but... There's a way that they do this, I'm sure. Yeah, there's um, algorithms. So for us to be able to do this, you got to get people to buy your bonds. China's in rough shape right now. Japan's got problems. And so people got to buy the bonds. And so how are you going to get them to buy them? You got to raise the interest rates up to a point that it's in, enticing them to buy those instead of investing in like Apple or something like that or just the S&P or what are they, whatever else they want to do with their money, maybe giving it to another country. So you got to raise your interest rates up. You got to raise what you're going to pay them uh, for when that bond comes to maturity. And then when that bond comes due, you got to pay them back all of that money plus interest. And how are you going to do that? You're going to sell a new bond that equals the total that you have to pay that person. And you're going to put a bunch of interest on top of that. We literally just take out a new credit card every time it's time to do a new, a new bond. It's a scary situation for Halloween. It's the scariest environment imaginable mm -hmm. that, that, that I can think of. Yeah. Well, besides the patriarchy and climate change. Oh, yeah. You know. I got you. Billionaires. We forgot about billionaires. Oh, yeah. Those are really Those, scary. Yeah. Scariest costume. Okay. So I want to go through a little bit of news items. We are going to make this a bit of a faster episode if we can. We'll keep the deck clock in the bottom right corner of the screen. Oh, you know what else so is scary? That. What's that? For Halloween. Before we get into this, I just mm -hmm. want people to know, it was pretty scary when we forgot about Dre. <laughs> that was scary. It was. I'm glad we found him. Mm-hmm. Anyway. <laughs> Anything else? Ah, if you're not part of the live group watching the video, you yeah. don't understand. I mean, that's so. scary. Like Dr. Dre is dead. He's locked in your basement. He was. You know? Yeah. I mean, that's scary for him. That it was scary. Yeah. <laughs> On Halloween. Yeah. Listen, the House G <laughs> the House GOP <laughs> is demanding IRS budget cuts along with Israel aid. There's a war going on between Israel and Hamas. Slash, And now we have a new speaker, so now they can actually get things done. Now we can finally do the business mm -hmm. of the people, and the first business of the people is going to be giving money to another country. And, mm -hmm. that, hey, this is, 
if we wanted to be not so pessimistic about this, not so cynical about it, I guess it's better than what we would normally see, which is just a fresh $14.3 billion going to Israel. What they want to do is cut that 14.3 from the IRS budget, you know, that got that $80 billion boost in the Inflation Mm -hmm. Reduction Act. The problem is that's not going to happen. Like it's, it's cool to talk about, we'll talk about how, ridiculous people are that they want to just spend extra money though. And the Democrats will talk about how they are holding Israel hostage and trying to help wealthy tax cheats. And at the end of the day, they'll compromise on something that just gives away the money. So (laughs) that's also scary, but from the Washington post house Republicans on Monday unveiled a proposal to pay for emergency aid for Israel's war by cutting IRS funds aimed at cracking down on rich tax cheats and improving taxpayer service. They just haven't had enough money to improve people's taxpayer services. You know, that, that 11, 12, $13 billion a year that they spend Actually, over there at the IRS. I'm pretty sure it was aimed on cracking down on anybody who deposits more than $600. That's, they swear that that's not, that's not what it's for, yeah. is what they said. The legislation calls for approving roughly $14 billion, primarily in military aid to Israel, and cutting about the same amount from the IRS budget. House Speaker Mike Johnson, who until a week ago, no one had ever heard of in their entire lives, has said the new expenditure must be covered by other spending reductions to avoid adding to the debt. Biden also called for the Israel aid to be packaged with roughly $60 billion for Ukraine, an approach to the GOP bill rejected. Yeah, what's $14 billion going to do? Yeah. It's like nothing. But they also want to do $14 bill for Israel and $60 bill for Ukraine on top of everything else that we've done. Poor mm-hmm. Vladimir Volodymyr Zelensky over there has got to be feeling pretty left out right now. Mm-hmm. He's sad, sad yeah. face, Zelensky. They forgot about him. The legislation re- <laughs> reflects the GOP's ongoing determination to undo the IRS expansion that Biden secured in the Inflation Reduction Act in 2022, which boosted the agency's funding by $80 billion to improve taxpayer services and pay for more enforcement actions against wealthy tax cheats. Charlie, not people who are spending $600 or receiving $600 on, on Venmo. Yeah. Definitely not. Mm-mm. The GOP bill would pair, pair back funds for most parts of the IRS expansion, including increased enforcement and a new online portal to allow taxpayers to file their taxes for free directly with the government. It's weird that if you don't give them the money, they won't be able to do something for free for you. But it's free. Yeah, I don't know why they need money yeah. to do it. Using the IRS. Oh, that, I guarantee you that portal probably costs $40 billion to build. <laughs> We're going to talk about that here in a second. <laughs> Could you look up how much they spent on the Obamacare website while I'm reading this? Oh. Would you mind? Yeah. If you if you could get that. I wanted to spout mm-hmm. off a ridiculous number, like $800 million, uh, but I, I don't remember what they actually spent on the thing. Using the IRS funding to offset Israel A might not actually save money. The nonpartisan Congressional Budget Office, which is wrong every single time it puts something out. Trust me, I've gone through the numbers. They just change them every single year. Had estimated in 2022 that the $80 billion, the IRS expansion, would cut the deficit by more than $100 billion by improving collections and enforcement. Quote, this is the reverse of the right way to think about this. Or as some people would say, this is the wrong way to think about this, said Mark Mazur, the Biden administration's former assistant treasury secretary. This is like if you take a dollar from the IRS and throw a $5 bill out the window. I love that analogy. If you take a dollar from the IRS, it's like throwing a $5 bill out the window. I use the same one whenever I refuse to give 
the neighborhood thief any of my money. If I refuse to give them my money, it's like throwing five times as much money out the window. I don't like the, uh, I don't, I don't like the analogy because I don't like the idea that we need to fund people that go and then just take more money from people. Like that's the thing that we want them to do. The thing that you would actually do to solve the problem is to spend less money. They need to work within the amount of money that they're currently collecting. And they actually need to work within like half of that amount of money. We'll see when that happens. White House press secretary, just the world's greatest press secretary, the best one you've ever seen. Karine Jean-Pierre blasted the bill in a statement. She said, politicizing our national security interests is a non-starter. Demanding offsets for meeting core national security needs of the United States, like supporting Israel, core national security needs of the United States, like supporting Israel mm -hmm. and defending Ukraine, would be a break from the normal bipartisan process and could have devastating implications. Well, that's, that's not something we would want is a break from the normal bipartisan process that we have mm -hmm. when we give away people's money. You just want it to be real easy. Like, hey, you want to give those people money? And everyone goes, yeah. <laughs> That's it. Yeah. You don't want to break from that. You're like, well, do I, get, do I get some of the money? They're like, well, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah, sure, oh, sure. Okay, well, then, yeah. good. And it could have devastating implications for our safety and alliances in the years ahead if we do not give Ukraine and Israel this money. This is a matter of national security. Uh, last quote here. House Republicans are setting a dangerous precedent by suggesting that protecting national security or responding to national disasters is con contingent upon cuts to other programs. Here's the dangerous precedent. I don't know if you caught this, Charlie. It's dangerous. The precedent is. If you suggest that giving money that we weren't planning on giving to people, if we, we're going to give that money away to Israel or Ukraine or whoever. If you suggest that creating the new expenditure that wasn't there before is contingent on finding a way to cut that from other parts of the budget. That sets a very dangerous precedent yeah. for the United. That's the scariest thing that I've heard on Halloween. You know, if you look to offset <clears throat> in your budget, you know, new spending, mm -hmm. that's dangerous because of course the United States has un unlimited funds. Yeah. So why wouldn't you just, Give it away. What's not dangerous is our national debt or the interest that we're paying on the debt or defaulting on the debt or anything like that. The real answer is we don't have any money yes, to no. give to Ukraine or Israel. We only have money that we borrow from other people. It's like, hey, I'm really sorry, but we actually don't have any money to help you with this war. Uh, this partisan... In fact, we're about $2 trillion short <laughs> with our own year. The partisan bill House Republicans introduced stalls our ability to help Israel defend itself and does not include a penny for humanitarian assistance. And so that person is very upset. That was Rosa L. DeLaro of Connecticut. Like anyone cares what she has to say. Yeah, never heard of her either. No. Rosa? God. Never heard of her. Mm -mm, I'm not going to listen yeah. to a woman mm -hmm. when it comes mm -mm. <laughs> to national security. Come on. <laughs> her budgets? Jeez. <laughs> oh. Kidding around, man. So something I noticed in this was about how they got to spend all this money uh, modernizing their systems and creating this online portal. Did you find a number, by the way? Oh, yeah. What'd you find? It's scarier than you thought. Is it? Oh, yeah. It's real bad. What? What's the number? Well, I want to read this article from Snopes okay. about it. So are we ready to go into this? Go ahead, sure. Yeah. So back in, you have to remember back in 2016, 
or sorry, in 2020, after the Iowa caucuses, um, Trump tweeted, this is back when he was tweeting still, he said, the Democrat caucus is an unmitigated disaster. Nothing works, just like they ran the country. Remember the $5 billion Obamacare website that should have cost 2% of that. The only person that can claim a very big victory in Iowa last night is Trump in quotation. Trump put himself in quotation marks. Mm -hmm. Now, Snopes did a fact check on this, and just so you guys know, that's false. The website did not cost $5 billion. Um, In August of 2014, the Inspector General's Office for the U.S. Department of Health and Human Services reported that the original estimate of the cost of contracts associated with developing healthcare.gov totaled $1.7 billion. In its own uh, investigation, Bloomberg government in the independent analysis tallied the cost of the website at $2.1 billion. So it didn't cost five. No, sorry, Nate. Didn't cost $5 billion, only $2.1 billion. My God. So fact check false. Okay. Well, it turns <laughs> out that that's false. You said $800 million, also false. <sighs> $2.1 billion. Do you think you could build a website? For a website? For $2.1 billion? My God, that's that's literally the value. That's more than the value of most Dude, companies. We're just looking. The Wix Enterprise is twenty five grand a year. I no, mean, that was WordPress. <laughs> WordPress. I mean, that Wix. Yeah, screw Wix. The WordPress Enterprise fee was twenty five grand. Literally, a year. start a brand new company. <laughs> Hire a bunch of people. You think it costs two point one billion to create Amazon's website? No, the website. No, the platform for selling millions of products and shipping them out. No, to billions of people. No, <laughs> it doesn't even cost them a billion dollars to maintain it. Now I want you to imagine the IRS's system. All right, they still have to hand key in people's tax returns when you send them tax returns. They have been. They have been yelling from the rooftops, the mountaintops for years that they want a system where they can scan people's paper tax returns and have them go into the system automatically. But they don't have that. They still got to hand key in people's tax returns. And what's interesting to me is that since the internet came around, the IRS has spent $11 billion in 2021 dollars. They spent $11 billion on modernizing their systems. And they still have to hand key in people's tax returns. What is happening to this money? (laughs) I don't know. (laughs) I have no clue what they're doing, but you can go through each year. Another interesting fact, by the way, you can see here on the screen, average tax collected per capita. This is in constant, $2021. $8,500 in 1991 per, per capita tax collected. So as we go through here, we'll see what that popped up to. But you can see right over here, they spent $1.1 billion in 1994 modernizing their systems. They spent another $1.4 billion. They spent another $1.17 billion in 96. And then they got a budget cut. That's why the websites are terrible. Mm, Okay, that's why they can't do anything. So they even started off when the internet came around, which you can still barely use. Their website is just a list of documents. Like, that's it. Yeah. It's like a list of 197 links you can click on for different documents. Forms to download. You can't go upload your tax returns. You can't go file them online. They don't have a page where you can open up your tax return form and type in the information on your computer. And they spent, they spent 
How much do you think it cost? Almost $4 billion between 1994 and 1996 on modernizing their systems. How much do you think it costs <clears throat> for them to create TurboTax? <laughs> Way less than that. <laughs> Way less. And they turn a profit. <laughs> My God. <laughs> this should make you mad. They continue to spend around $400 billion every year. Drops way down. They must 400 have fixed million, their, sorry. 400 million. You're right. Yeah. Thank you. $400 million. And then it goes down to $300 million. And then they're spending somewhere around that. And just in the last uh, 2019, 2020, 2021, they're spending $365 million, $312 million, $347 million on modernization. They spend over $300 million modernizing their systems every year every single year and in 2021 we collected $12,367 per capita and it started off at 8500 uh, when this chart started the government's not good with money they're not good with money because they don't have to be and now you're talking about the root cause of the problem which is the government's theft of your money and you're going all the way down to the bureaucracy that takes your money and they're not good with money because they know more than anyone that they don't have to be because they just take money from people. That's their job. These are the people that do it. So why would they do a good job spending the money when they can just take more of your money? That's all they need to do. How can you spend? I can't get this. I can't get this through my head. Maybe you're looking up a cool fact like this, Charlie. Apple. This is a, crazy fact. Can you believe they spent over from business insider? They spent over $150 million to create the original iPhone, which is more advanced than the IRS's website. They spent $150 million to create that phone. The IRS spends $300 million on modernizing their systems every single year. My God. I'm looking up Amazon, what they spend. Amazon, their technology, their entire technology and content expenses from 2016 to 2022. In 2016, they spent $16 billion on all of their technology, on everything. What's the IRS's budget? I think it was around $13 billion. $13 billion? A year. Every year. Yeah. What did you say Amazon spent? Sorry, I'm In 2016, out. it was $16 billion. Okay. That they spend on every all of their technology and content. Okay. Okay. Well, um, in 2022, they spent $73 billion. Yeah. So that's probably the problem. They need to be more in line with, <laughs> with, with Amazon. Amazon. They just yeah. need to match Amazon. Mm -hmm. that's, that's what right. it is. They can't even match whatever Amazon spent in the first year from Jeff Bezos' garage. Yeah. Or his bedroom or his living room, wherever it was that they were packing boxes on the floor. They can't even match that website yet. So I just want to see them do that one. I doubt he spent $16 billion on their systems <laughs> that year. You know, mm -hmm. it's a pretty big company now. I mean, IRS, they're working on the big, the world's biggest company, which is the United States government, yeah. you know, that has a monopoly on violence. Okay, so back to the original thoughts of this, uh, this article. They want, to, they, they want to counter this Israel aid with slashing IRS funding. And of course, people are upset because they won't be able to modernize the IRS if you take away some of the new funding they just got in 2022. They just don't have enough money to do it. And uh, 
<clears throat> what I would like to see them do is not spend the money. Not just say, okay, we're going to offset by taking it from somewhere else. I would just say, let's just don't spend it and let's take $14.3 billion from the IRS. I'll propose a compromise, which might make some people who hate Israel mad. I would be, I, I would be kind of fine. And by fine, I mean, okay, it's better than the alternative if they would agree to cut 10 times as much from the government budget. Doesn't even have to be the IRS. If you're going to give Israel $14.3, fine. Let's vote on it. This is the only way that Israel is going to get money. We have to cut $143 billion from the budget. It's somewhere. It exists somewhere, I guarantee you. It's in there. Mm. So they're not going to do that. That's just my kind of wish. That's what would make it okay. Yeah, out of the $6 trillion mm. that we're spending, I'm sure we could find areas. Oh, yeah. Or we could cut out $14.3 billion. Dude, they're still trying to force out money from the CARES Act. They still have leftover money from the CARES Act that they're trying to find people to give it to so they don't have to claw it back. Let's care about Israel. <laughs> there you go. <laughs> Add the, let's amend the CARES Act yeah. to say that that's how we fight COVID. Mm -hmm. uh, okay, so we got the iPhone thing. DC Drano, who's a prominent right-wing figure, says, hey, if $14.3 billion for Israel aid is taking out the IRS budget, I'm in favor of that. That's still not good enough for me. We need to decrease our spending. It needs to go down, not just shift over to other things. We have to be focusing on how to actually decrease the spending. Like we, talk, we started off by talking about the national debt. We got the national debt clock in the bottom right corner of the screen right now. It's got to stop. We need those numbers to stop. Before we can even do any of this, we need to cut about $2 trillion worth of spending. Let's just get yeah. to like budget neutral here. Like we take in $4.5 trillion, let's get to where we're only spending $4.5 trillion. Let's try yeah. that for like a couple years. Just try it? Just try it. I think the whole world might collapse if we do that. You know? We'll immediately be under invasion because our our ships will start sinking in the ocean <laughs> because we haven't rehold them like we have to do every yeah. single year, apparently. Yeah. <laughs> and they'll just tip over. They got last like year's Guam. paint. <laughs> yeah. on it, you they get fresh coat of paint yeah. on there. They already <laughs> signed the contracts. <laughs> okay. We can't allow that to happen. All right. What else is something that's uh, scary that we can talk about? You know, I don't know if I can be here for White Pill Wednesday tomorrow, so I did throw in a potential White Pill. Where are you going? I, I just, I got, I got things. Mm. I got things going on. I got okay. physical therapy. You know, uh, you got to sleep, you yeah. know. You have mental health therapy? Cause not, that's... not mental health, no. <clears throat> you need to work on that. No, my guy died. Yeah. Oh. Killed himself. Well, time to call BetterHelp. <laughs> it is time to call BetterHelp. That's right. So uh, he didn't actually kill himself, and that's not, that's not even funny, everyone. Listen, if you're considering suicide, don't do it. Don't. Call BetterHelp. Wait. Wait. Think about it tomorrow. Just put a pen in that. Okay, mm -hmm. guarantee you. You got some more time to think. Do it tomorrow. <laughs> do it. Don't do it tomorrow. I'm just well, saying come back to the conversation tomorrow. No, do it tomorrow. And then when you get to tomorrow, do it tomorrow. Do it just tomorrow. keep doing it yeah. tomorrow. Always wait. Yeah. And one, one more day. Mm -hmm. That's what I, one yeah. more day at a time. That's what I do. Mm -hmm. <laughs> can I make fun of Charlie Kirk real quick? Sure and we'll kind of talk about this uh, Israel thing for a second. Um, <clears throat> this is not the white pill I was... Uh, alluding to, but it's next in the presentation I have. Listen, the people have been calling for a ceasefire in Gaza to give people time to uh, get their children's bodies from under the rubble and get get to safety, you know? And Israel says, no, we're not going to do a ceasefire. And 
Okay. You're waging war. You're waging a courageous battle right now against the uh, people in Gaza. I get it. I don't like this point, though. And we're no fans of Ukraine. And we're no fans of Zelensky. But Charlie Kirk says, why does Netanyahu get pressure for a ceasefire, but never Zelensky? And a lot of people think that that's like a smart thing to say. And that's mm-hmm. what's scary to me. There's yeah. the Halloween thing. Yes. It's scary to me that so many people think that that's a smart thing to say. I got a problem when people make bad analogies. The analogy, even though I hate Zelensky, I give almost no S words about Ukraine. <laughs> Just if I'm being honest, I want the innocent care people. About, yeah, yeah. I want innocent people to be fine. But um, it's not like on the top of my priority list. Mm. So um, maybe that sounds kind of mean the way I said it. I'm sorry. Because as an Asian, you hate white people. That's what it is. And Ukraine is full of white people. Well, this is all about world dominance. I want them to destroy each other, you know, so eventually my people can avenge. Mm. That's why you're happy about Japan buying (laughs) all the debt. Mm -hmm. Because eventually the... The essence, the Japan's really going to win World War II. Mm-hmm. It's not over yet. And my family didn't die in Hiroshima. Okay. No. They died in Nagasaki. <laughs> 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 Just kidding. That I know of. Charlie Kirk says, why does Netanyahu get pressure for a ceasefire, but never Zelensky? That's a terrible analogy. Provoked or unprovoked, Zelensky's country is under attack and occupied by an enemy force who's literally the tanks rolled across We saw it on the security camera footage. They rolled right on through there and they're in the country currently perpetrating attack on Zelensky's country. Feel whatever you feel about however that is, but that's that those are the facts on the ground. That is not the same thing as Israel just bombing Gaza from over in Israel and now invading and now, and now, yeah, now they're invading. Now they're in the country. Mm -hmm. That's a terrible analogy. And so why wouldn't Zelensky call for a ceasefire? Why aren't we telling Zelensky it's time to cease? He's the one who's defending his country from an attack, you know? Yeah. He didn't, whatever, whatever it was, uh, whether it was provoked or not, they didn't start just dropping a bunch of bombs in Russia. And they're currently not just dropping a bunch of bombs in Russia. So we've had a few go. A few little piddly drones do some <laughs> dumb stuff. Yeah. Yeah. You know? It, listen, I hate the same Zelensky thing would be the, calling Putin to ceasefire. Yes. That would be the correct that's analogy. The, that's the equivalent. Yeah. But Putin's meeting with Hamas. This is a this is an awkward situation. This has created such a weird Is Putin meeting with Hamas? He met from what I heard, from what I heard, Putin hmm. met with Hamas. You might want to fact check that for me. But I was told by Twitter, <laughs> that Putin met with Hamas, okay? Um, no, they're very, very different situations. This, there's a confusing situation happening now where maybe Putin is meeting with, with Hamas and sympathizing more with the Palestinian side, but then you got like your leftists who were apparently super pro-Palestine and anti-Israel, but then maybe they would actually align with Putin on this thing, but they hate Putin because they're attacking what apparently was their most favorite country in the world, Ukraine, second to Palestine, I guess. And it's, it's all created this, this really weird hypocritical circle where there's no principles involved whatsoever. And I wanted to play this funny clip from Corinne Jean-Pierre getting questioned. There's nothing 
I don't see anything about him meeting. Well, with, um, I say it's true. Okay. Yeah. We'll look, we'll look into it, but I heard um, about it. He's so basically Hamas sent a message of appreciation to president Vladimir Putin. The Kremlin said this week that Putin wants to act as a mediator in the Israel Hamas conflict while maintaining relations with Israel. Putin has strengthened ties with Iran, which funds Hamas. So people are trying to connect the dots. Everyone's helping everyone Mm -hmm. right now, I think. All right. Listen to this funny clip before we go, because I was laughing my butt off when I was thinking about how funny the situation is with Karine Jean-Pierre. They're asking her about the protesters, the pro-Palestine, Palestine protesters, which is kind of the new BLM movement of our, of our day. If you don't remember BLM in 2020, it's starting to look like that all over again. Mm-hmm. You know, people attacking people, people blocking traffic, people interrupting football games, people out there literally looking for Jews so they can beat them up. It's kind of weird situation yeah. for a bunch of anti-Nazis. Yeah. You know, I heard this story. So this is it's like, I can't wait for Antifa to go hunting down Jews to kill them in the streets. That's like where we come full circle, where the anti-fascists are like searching out Jews to kill them. Where the anti-fascists are fascists, like we've been saying the yeah. whole fucking time. Which they kind of already are. I just haven't seen Antifa specifically doing this. There's So there's been a verified video, by the way, caught on home security of some Hamas terrorists coming into a Jewish home. Mm-hmm. This is disgusting, by the way. It's a real video. That's Do I want to hear this? They so they come into and, and it's a it's a husband and a wife and they have a like a newborn <clears throat> baby. Is it verified? Yes, it's been verified by Israel. By, by <laughs> it's been verified that it's a real video. Okay. Okay. They kill the husband and behead him. They turn the oven on. I heard about the baked and put yeah. the baby in the oven and then they rape the mother repeatedly <clears throat> and <clears throat> then they cut her head off. That's so we're literally back to putting <laughs> Jews in ovens. I'm not kidding. Yeah. And this is being celebrated. <clears throat> and then people are supporting these people. It doesn't... And the same people... And, and this is what gets me. It's the people on the left. Because you're like, you've been so anti-Nazi your whole life. But now you're supporting folks who literally want to exterminate Jews again. Mm-hmm. It's insane. It's literally insane. And I'm like, how do you even, how do, how do you wrap your mind around this? And I know we talked about how they view things through the victim lens and oppressor. You know, the oppressor versus the oppressee. And it's like, these are, the Palestinians are now the victims. So whatever means necessary, you know, just like I was talking a long time ago to my brother, it was like, you know, they don't condone violence unless, you know, unless it's like against Rand Paul, cause he deserves it. <laughs> yeah. You know, as long as these, as long as these Jews deserve it. Yeah. yeah, sure. We'll put them in ovens as long as they deserve it. I mean, you know, I'm against the Holocaust. Yeah, but I'm willing to use the same tactics as long as they deserve it because they've been oppressing these Palestinian people who would kill my gay best friend. <laughs> they would behead him. But you know, right now they're more victims <clears throat> than my gay best friend is, and so in the hierarchy of victimhood, I have to look at the most victimized group of people. And right now, I feel as if that's the Palestinian people. And so they're allowed to, you know, you they're, see, they're allowed to lynch Jews and put them in gas chambers and trains and all kinds of stuff. You see how it was so possible for these terrible things to happen 
throughout history because the this this kind of Marxist ideology and this oppressor versus oppressed ideology, it really does allow for uh, whatever means necessary to take down whoever the oppressors are or the colonizers or whatever. At some points in history, it's been the rich, you know? If you, um, if you look at what went down in, uh, in the Soviet Union, you look at what's gone down in China, you get in your hood. Your hood right right there. Is that because I'm talking about people hating rich people? Yeah. Trying to hide your face. Yeah. <laughs> and uh and now it's I guess because of this colonizing status that Israel has, but now people are connecting that to all Jews. So we've got like another racism happening again. Like if you're Jewish, you must agree with what's going on in Israel. Which by the way, it's the same thing that Hitler used. I uh, know. The That's fact that the Jews were the rich ones. I know. You, know, you were able to make them out to be oppressors. Yeah. At that time. Yeah. Simply because they're Jewish. It's insane. All it's right. absolutely insane. We'll play this clip. I have an interview coming up here in a few minutes. So I'm uh, going to go. The anti-Israel protesters in this country are extremists. What I can say is what we've been very clear about this. When it comes to anti-Semitism, there is no place. We have to make sure that we speak against it very loud uh, and, be, uh, and be very clear about that. Remember, what the president decided to, when the president decided to run for president is what he saw in Charlottesville in 2017, when we, he saw uh, neo-Nazis marching down the streets of Charlottesville uh, with vile anti-Semitic uh, just hatred. And he was very clear then, and he's very clear now. Let's bring up Trump. Uh, yeah, got to bring up Trump and also bringing up the Charlottesville thing. That's why this clip is going around. Right now, Biden's press secretary, world's greatest press secretary, the best one you've ever seen, uh, is comparing the pro-Palestine protesters and anti-Israel protesters. They're literally putting Jew babies in ovens. <laughs> the, uh, not the protesters, you know. That was, well, that was Hamas that did that. Yeah. But is comparing these people, which are predominantly leftist, to the Nazis that were marching in Charlottesville and saying anti-Semitic things, which actually led Biden to run. And I just thought that it was so, I, I found it really funny when I first watched the clip because we've made it full circle to what spurred Biden to run was this anti-Semitism by Nazis. And now the left is getting compared to those <laughs> Nazis, because they're also a big part of the problem right now, yeah. apparently. Mm -hmm. And it's just, how do you make sense of all of this, man? And this is why we talk about what we talk about all the time, being logically consistent and why we call out, especially the left, it's some on the right too, but especially the left for being so logically inconsistent that you, you now run into problems like, like you, these people are supporting the very people that they claim are other people. <clears throat> Like they claim that the people on the right or people who love liberty are the Nazis, you know, or Trump for that matter, or anybody who loves Trump. Now, look, he's cultish, whatever. It's, it's, it's always been projection. But this is why this rhetoric is so dangerous, right? It's because these same people who project this onto another group of people are the ones that are actually supporting the folks that are actually hunting and killing Jews. Now, I, I do want to... I do want to put and what's it really weird for me is knowing like real Jews that are on the left mm -hmm. and how, like, how do you make, is this like another great awakening for them? Hopefully. 
Maybe. I hope. Maybe. You know? We'll see. Um, I do want to point out that not everyone who was protesting is uh, in support of what Hamas did. A lot of people are protesting in favor of a ceasefire because they that dis- is true. They disagree with, you know, uh, by... by Except hum- for the New York, New York Times hiring a, an yeah, actual... Yeah, uh, definitely. An actual pro-Nazi. By Hamas counts, they say there's been like 3,000 kids killed so far in Gaza by Israel. Now, I, I'm sure it's a lot. I'm not saying that kids aren't dying and that innocent civilians aren't dying, but I don't trust their numbers either. I don't trust Israel's numbers and I don't trust Hamas's numbers that come out of Gaza. Mm. So when they tell me 6,000 people have died and half of them are kids, I'm like, okay, well, it's probably half of that number and half of that one is the, is the real number. So if you, if you were to ask them, you know, no Hamas terrorists have been killed. It's basically only kids that have been killed in, uh, in Gaza right now. It's just best not to trust anyone. Exactly. That's how I want to leave everyone feeling today. Mm-hmm. Is that it's best not to trust any of these people, especially on Halloween. Everyone's dressed up. I know. How can you trust these? They're, they are not who they seem. Scary people. No. I did see on Babylon Beef, so y'all need to be careful. Um, check your kids' candy <laughs> for um, COVID vaccines that are hidden yeah. inside of there. Mm-hmm. It's not just like you know. You they're just, clean needles. You used to just be razor blades. Yeah, you should just be razor and, blades and or like fentanyl or you know there could be like used syringes in mm-hmm. your kids candy well yeah. now they're clean syringes full of covid vaccine so be careful i love this new headline from them said <laughs> i wouldn't it says i wouldn't have gone along with the nazis in 1939 says college student at kill the jews rally <laughs> <laughs> always great stuff it's, from them god that's worth elon musk buying twitter it's funny right because it's true for them to come back yeah. All right, let's go. The I got to go. Because it's true. All right, y'all, if you hated today's episode like I did, uh, then lose yourself. <laughs> <laughs> Just like I lost myself and never show up again. Mm-hmm. That's, that's what I hope for. <laughs> and um, because I'm going to be rapping the uh, rest of the year. I'm sure you will be. And you don't yeah. want to, you don't want to hear that. <laughs> so never, um, Never listen again. Okay. Don't go to joingml.com to see my Halloween costume. Don't. Um, don't go to God Hates Feds and pick up some merch. And don't share the show with anyone. Just keep hating liberty like <laughs> all of you do. And if you do that, then we won't be back tomorrow because Nate's got other stuff to do. Maybe Thursday. We'll see if the world's still here on Thursday. We'll be back when we want to. Until then, I hope you guys have a awful day. Just bloody awful. You know? I don't. I hope they have a great day. I hope I hope it's just I, I hope everyone achieves all their hopes and dreams. Today. I hope you order a nice seafood dinner tonight mm-hmm. and you get it to go. And you don't realize that they left out the crab legs until you get home. <laughs> That's what I hope for. That's so terrible. <laughs> Why would you wish that on someone? Uh, because th- there's no point to this show. <laughs> Today's show didn't really have a point. You're right yeah. about that. So, <laughs> I, I mean, I don't like. I don't want anything tragic to happen. Yeah, it's just those What's little. What's more tragic those than li- not getting your crab legs? I don't know. Maybe Come your on. baby getting put in an oven. You know, I don't hope okay. that happens to anybody. Okay, I always got to pull out the baby in the oven card. I hope. I got you. All I'm hoping is that maybe you get some kind of armpit rash <laughs> that doesn't go away for a couple weeks. Okay. You know, it's gotcha. just real annoying. 
Yeah. Nothing life-threatening. Mm-hmm. You know, just some of those annoying things. I hope for all you ladies out there, your husband doesn't take out the trash tonight. Oh, crap. I forgot to put the trash out this morning. See? I even turned off the notification on my phone. I was like, I'm not going to forget to put the trash Thank out. Thank God. Freaking trash day. Mm-hmm. Oh, Lacey, I'm sorry. Anyway, that's what I hope for. And um, yeah, well, this is pointless because we'll never see you guys on another show. <laughs> Until then, um, this has been Good Morning Liberty. It's been a good run. Has it though? <laughs>